Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. We're going to do things a little different this week on Vatican Viewpoint. We're going to make a podcast about, well, a podcast. Oh, here we go. (laughs) That's the opener for the Rome Boys podcast, and they're here with us in the studios of Vatican Radio. We've got Tony Frasco, the theologian, Joe Matheson, the farmer, and Chris Martin, the entrepreneur. So, Rome boys, y'all are here in Rome now, but you're really not from around these parts, are you? No. Not hardly. We're, we're a few miles away from home. Yes. Yeah, where are y'all from? <laughs> West Texas. Well, okay. Deep yeah. in West Texas. I would say... Uh, little town? Little town would be an understatement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About 200 people and a cow. Yeah. <laughs> the cow's included in the 200. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm originally from Colorado, so Denver, okay. Colorado, and then lived in Kansas for a while, and then, yeah, made it down to Texas where my wife and the, her family's from. So Okay, that's how you got down there. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't just come for, for vacation. Huh? Right, especially the area we're from. <laughs> yeah, there is a town called Rome in Texas, and so some people uh, in my family, because I'm from East Texas originally, and they said, oh, Rome, like Texas, Rome boys. No, no, Rome, Vatican. Rome, yeah. Vatican. So why Rome boys? Roman Catholic. I mean, yeah. And then the R stands for Rowena. O, Alphen, M, Miles are the three towns that are nearby. And then E for evangelization. Oh. So that's what our mission is to evangelize. Yeah. So what is your mission? What do you, what do, you do? What do you cover, Joe? Well, we're basically tackling the faith from three different perspectives. You know, you have Chris who owns businesses or nursing homes. Uh, manages and runs them, and then I'm the farmer, uh, kind of the, well, I'm, I like to say that I'm the uh, comedian of the group. These guys are the smart guys, and I'm just the comic relief. <laughs> Not that I'm funny, I'm just funny to look at. <laughs> but then you got Tony here, who's the teacher, and so for, we just talk about the faith from those three different aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. So you're a theologian, Tony. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. studied theology? Yes, yes. A bachelor's and master's degree in theology and was in the seminary for a couple of years and then read hundreds and hundreds of books where you obviously you can learn your faith even more so sometimes than getting degrees. So, yeah. But my goal and all of our goals is to be practical, to be down to earth. So our, our motto is to be bold, to be real, and to be Catholic. So to really reach the everyday Joe <laughs> and your common person there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. And you asked about the name specifically and Rome boys. We we want to bring joy. We're mm-hmm. we're not a controversial show. You know, we saw a lot of other things that was available. We just felt like we wanted to catechize those around us, and we're dads. Mm-hmm. We have eighteen mm-hmm. kids amongst us, in, mm-hmm. you know, in our three families, and we just hoped to be a hero for our children mm-hmm. uh, and to have that childlike faith. And so, boys, maybe one day we'll be Roman. <laughs> Give me an example of a couple of the topics you've covered. So we have a faith formation series where we're going through the catechism and trying to hit all the major topics. Uh, we have lots of interviews with all kinds of great guests that um, around the world that are solid Catholic, Orthodox Catholics that we can show our audience, yeah, these are people that are really teaching the faith. You've got uh, like a Scott Hahn on you. Scott your Hahn, Father Calloway, Father Larry Richards, a lot of the names, a lot of people here out there in the in the Catholic world. So it's been such an honor to be able to speak to the these guys and just, um, and we're just blown away, like, we just talked to Scott Hahn, you know, <laughs> what just happened here? Like, we're just guys on, you know, out in the middle of the rural Texas. You get started how many years ago? 
three years three, ago. Three years yeah. ago. Three when the years pandemic March. hit, uh-huh. we, uh, we, we like to sit around and have conversations about real things that matter in life. And we just thought, hey, uh, of course, Joe's making us crack up. And we thought, yeah. you know, maybe we're, we're a little funny. Maybe some other folks will think we're funny, too. So we said, let's put up a camera. The first episode was terrible. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> it's buried in the archives. We will never see that. We will never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone will exhume it someday. You know? <laughs> what was it on? Just... Jesus, we had no Jesus. idea. Jesus. <laughs> our testimony about Jesus and oh, just, man, we everything just, went wrong. It was just terrible. The sound was bad. The camera was bad. The the the, the hosts were bad. Yeah. Uh, the location, yeah, it was just horrible. We it's just, a learning experience, isn't it? It, it, it awesome. has been. It has been. We just went from basically knowing nothing about any of it and just kind of learning as we go. The process that is, we it know is about the, the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the process of putting process out a of... podcast or YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And we were more stiff then, and now we're a little bit more relaxed and used to each other, and we, we almost read each other's thoughts. And then when I say something, most of the time, Joe has a clip afterwards. He's laughing. I'm like, I'll be a clip right after I just said <laughs> that. You know, so it's, it's we been integrate fun to... some movie clips in between for you know if it relates to something we're talking about or if I think it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you gotta have the comic relief. Yeah. Right. You know, you mentioned these people that are awesome people of the faith. I'm a convert. And so when I came into the church in 2008, these are the people that were in my ear when I was listening to podcasts and radio and CDs and MP3s and so mm-hmm. and so forth. But one of the th- people are like, how do you get these people on your show? And we want people to be bold and just mm-hmm. ask for big things from God. And so that's what we said. Hey, let's just ask. I mean, Tony's written the Pope to see if he'd come on to the Rome Boys show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Devin, if you don't mind asking for us. I can yeah. put in a word, but I doubt yeah, it'll yeah. get very far. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. It doesn't hurt yeah. to Stranger ask, things right? have happened. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, with God, we ask, we, yeah, you can ask and you never know what answer you'll get. So you might as well ask. Yeah, we, uh, yeah here we are in yeah. the Vatican. Surreal. On the Vatican Radio podcast. Yeah. yeah. What's your most popular episode so far? For the longest time, is it still is Father Calloway? Oh, yeah. yeah, our interview oh, with Father Calloway. Donna Calloway about the Saint Joseph consecration that's all over the world, right? Uh, we interviewed a, a, an American exorcist, and I think that would be second place. That would place. be number two. Yeah, be he's number in DC, two. right? Washington DC. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then for the longest time, though, it was this you know episode that we were just like, oh, what in the world? Uh, when is Jesus coming? Or is Jesus coming back this year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe clickbait. I don't yeah. know, but we just we we didn't have the definitive answer. Yeah, right, right, right. But it was definitely something people were interested in. I heard one that you did on, should Catholics hold hands during the Our Father at Mass? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So you talk about practical issues, too. We do, yeah. Right, we've kind of been hitting a few topics here lately about the rubrics, Mm -hmm. some of the things we've kind of gotten lazy in, to put it bluntly, and kind of the way we celebrate Mass. And uh, holding hands during Our Father is one. Yeah, receiving. receiving on the hand or the tongue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're, the direction we're going, and we just recorded one recently, is we want people to be reverent in God's house. You know, so I think yeah. our last episode was like being quiet in church because this is God's house. You know, lots of parishes, there's an eruption of, you know, talking after mass. And so please let's have fellowship and gather and talk and, and, and with one another. And let's have donuts outside. If I was Pope, I'd say let's have donuts. But anyways, <laughs> after every Catholic mass, but outside, you know, and have it, have a place where we can uh, definitely commune, but a place, a house of prayer should be God's house. So yeah, to just bring understanding, to be open for people, you know, different cultures. Yeah, because there's many ways to live the faith. Yes. Right. 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 right, Interesting right. point. Even we have to be open to understanding and not so divisive to our show is definitely about bringing joy. Yeah. And while we may talk about some tough topics, 
my daughter, for instance, was seeking to receive on the tongue and she was refused communion. But what we found out later, nobody got in an uproar. We're here in Italy. But what actually happened was the priest has very shaky hands and he says it's not safe. And so with the COVID issues going on, everyone that knew of this was like, oh, and you know, why, why, what is going on here? This is not okay. This is not the church. Well, you have to be understanding of the situation, you know, and I think we're able to have these conversations and not create division, but hopefully hope and understanding. So what makes it work between you three? You each bring something different to the table? The Holy Spirit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. From the very start. I mean, we were at my kitchen table, you know, 18 kids running around. The wives are in the kitchen and we're just like, we want to do more to evangelize the Catholic faith. But what can we do? And so I've always liked to teach, but uh, the recording part and the technology part, Joe is like That's an expert. You, on, yeah. you know? So you don't, you're not just the comic relief. In the no, 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 I'm the technician as well. Uh, yeah, not. He's the Thomas Aquinas, right? We don't, nobody pays attention to what he says. I'm he's the, the dumb, dumb yeah. Yeah. And, then, and I like to do the, the social media stuff and so facebook and twitter and instagram and getting the word out through post and uh we do billboards we can talk about that a little bit later but i did that in the past when i was a teacher and then chris is an entrepreneur so he got us set up as a nonprofit organization and and all the business tax stuff and it's just over my head so you know it's everybody brings that it, we complete the pie mm. you know the, we're not the trinity that's for sure you know but uh, as if we're trying our best to you know that, one that question hits home for me guys i know You'll agree because we talk about it, but this is a family. I mean, mm. we're brother-in-laws, uh, but we don't share the same blood, you know, mm. but we share the same faith. Mm. And if only people knew how difficult it was for us to remain in our good graces as a as a group, it's not easy, right? I mean, we all have wives and children, and this is what our local bishop, Michael Sis, has said, like what he appreciates about us in his diocese is that we're just, we're dads, we're men, mm-hmm. and we're living out our faith, and it's not easy. Our, we have different schedules. Mm-hmm. Our children have different schedules, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. music or soccer or whatever, and we don't always get to go to the same events, and it's tough. It's We're a show with three people. Uh, We all bring unique elements. And so if anything, I hope that people can see that no matter how crazy life can be, you can still do great things that God calls you to do. It's going to be bumpy. That's the road that we walk. And somebody asked us this morning, and I wrote, gave them the answer of how, how do I start a podcast? How do I do something like this? I'm, well, ask the Holy Spirit, obviously, that kind of thing, but also be aware that the devil doesn't want you to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so from the very beginning, we, we felt that spiritual attack. And so anytime I run across somebody, I say, please pray for us because we're sustained by prayer. We're sustained by the sacraments and the beauty of our Catholic faith. Otherwise, this would have been done a long time ago, guys. Like We, we need that yeah. to keep us going. Okay. You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. This week we're talking to the Rome Boys, three guys living in West Texas who host a podcast about Catholic matters. Now, Rome Boys, let's go into each of your stories, perhaps. Let's start. Who, do, who wants to start? Anybody? Tony, you want to start? Sure. You're the theologian. You're the most yeah. obvious choice, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll well, pick on you first. I grew up, I mean, I was born in Illinois, grew up in Colorado, uh, you know, only child. And uh, my parents divorced when I was seven years old. And so uh, fought till I was, you know, 21 years old. So struggle through family uh, all those years. Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, but, uh, you know, taught the religious knowledge in a book, but really didn't influence me in my heart 
and my soul. And I went on a mission trip uh, to South Dakota and everything changed. I was one of my friends asked me, would you like to sing songs in front of these 500 people at this camp? And um, I was the football player, the jock, only cared about girls and my car and everything else. And I said, yes. And I believe, I thoroughly believe that that was either John Paul II when I was younger at World Youth Day in Denver, but definitely the Holy Spirit and confirmation that I just received that I got up there and I gave my life to God and Jesus Christ and, and all that. So there's a program in the States called Totus Tuus, which is huge and in, in, all across the United States and uh, helping one to become closer to the Catholic faith. And so through teaching Totus Tuus, I uh, fell in love with the Catholic faith and the beauty of the Eucharist and Our Lady and praying the rosary and, and how to evangelize and spread the gospel. So was in the seminary for a couple of years and got a bachelor's and master's degree in theology. And now I'm blessed to be married with seven kids and, uh, and dedicate as much time as I can to Rome boys. Thank you. So, Joe, what about you, the farmer? What did you? Well, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Some Crop months, right? You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're here. It was, it was dry, <laughs> drought year, nothing else to do, so I had time on my hands, So, which is actually true. <laughs> but uh, now for me, I grew up Catholic, uh, cradle. My parents uh, raised this as best they could. I was the oldest of five. I am the oldest of five, excuse me. And, uh, well, I just was one of the, the typical cradle Catholics that just grew up not really paying attention. You know, it all went in one ear and out the other and just grew up in kind of a uh, it's all about me. So after going through all of my struggles, you know, we talk about on the show a lot, you know, wisdom comes from experience and experience comes from bad decisions. I'm very wise. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so after got married and had a couple of kids, starting out having just two girls and uh, ended up with five later, just took my faith for granted. Well, I would even say that. I would say that I really didn't have one. Mm. You know, I, I went to church because mom and dad said so. Every Sunday, though. Yeah, every mm. Sunday, though. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't until their faith was dependent on mine when it became important. As I was kind of coming into mind, my wife is a is a convert. She grew up in the Baptist tradition. As I was learning more about my faith, I was sharing it with her, and some of the conversations got a little warm. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, just kind of both. I would, she would come back with a rebuttal to something I was learning, and it was just me excited and just sharing. And then she would come back with something, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll go figure it out. And I did, and I would come back. And then she'd have something else, and we just went back and forth for a long time. It wasn't combative or anything like that. It was just learning. And the scales just fell from both of our eyes, and she's more of a Catholic than I am now. Or if we walk into our house, it looks like a sanctuary. Exactly <laughs> a shrine. Yeah, we, we tease the kids often. You know, there's pictures of saints on the walls, and so you have to be a saint to get on our yeah. wall. The kids are in the hallway. You can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't see them. But uh, as far as uh, video and editing stuff, I just started – videoing i've looked back you know my grandfather just passed away about a year ago and we were going through a lot of his, his stuff and one of his brothers which was a monsignor he was always behind the video camera mm. he loved cameras whether it was snapshots or videos you know from the early days when they came out and they were always into that kind of stuff and i guess it's just in the blood because mm. i started carrying around a camera and videoing our little vacations or adventures that we would do with the kids and i started a youtube channel not to get any views is just so that I could watch some of these videos or share them with whoever my family or my parents or whoever and just share some of our adventures with them. And uh, so that was just experience coming in to what we're doing now. Your uncle was a bishop too, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah, Bishop Leroy Mathies in the you know, Diocese of Amarillo back in the 80s. 
Yeah, so Catholicism was pretty strong in my family. You know, the force is strong with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one thing to have a, a good tradition around you and then to make it your own, isn't it? It is. It's it, And I would characterize it that way, that I was Catholic because it was a family tradition. Mm. You know, it was just something we were. You know, it, it didn't become mine until I decided to. Mm. You know, I had to make that jump. How many hours, more or less, does it take to make a podcast? Uh-huh. Well, don't want to know. <laughs> I, I, well, I laugh because it, it really depends on the topic and uh, the length of the interview, or if it's an interview. You know, a lot of those go an hour long, and we've just now started going to, you know, let's break it up into 15-minute segments. So we had a hour and 45-minute long interview with mm-hmm. Father Larry Richards that I broke up into six different videos. <laughs> you got six weeks covered. Then. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, he gets it. Uh, he gets it. <laughs> and on the interviews, I try not to do any kind of clips at all that, Kind of the movie clips are what usually take the longest in interjecting into the, mm-hmm. into the videos. But, well, and uh, sometimes we wonder: is this most edifying to this this person? You know, this <laughs> priest, or I mean, not that it's bad, but yeah, yeah. no, you want to you want to be lied, but you don't want to make fun. Either. Yes, yeah. yes. right, right. So it depends on the, the person we're interviewing as well. So to dodge the question, <laughs> let's. I mean, if it's one of our short 15-minute videos, it might take me four or five hours, you know. And I don't sit down and do it all at once. I'll break it down into kind of our schematic, you know, breaking down all the voice and the audios and the videos and break that all down first. And then I'll add all the – your name plates, you know, all the things that jump up at the screen at you. Mm-hmm. I, I've got it pretty well worked out. Let so. be honest, you – you do it on the tractor while the GPS is running. <laughs> it's driving the tractor and you're yeah. making videos. It, it happens sometimes, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that, I guess that's where the technology also comes into because I do have tractors that drive itself, mm-hmm. and uh, which might shock a few people, but mm-hmm. it's pretty standard in agriculture these days, at least in mm-hmm. West Texas. In the interest of full disclosure, I grew up, that's right. I was I was baptized in the, the parish where these guys go to. That's right. That's <laughs> so pretty cool. yeah. so I didn't feel at home. Until you said, how about y'all? Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all. That's right. Y'all means you, plural, for all of our non-American listeners, non-Southern American listeners. So. Yeah, you see, you hear that Texas accent come out in Devin's voice whenever we're around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try to hide it. Just, just trying to draw it. What about you, Chris? Tell us about your story. Yeah, thanks. Well, uh, to shorten it as much as possible. This is a great episode oh, on YouTube, the best testimony. Uh, right thank here, you, but. Tony. Thank you. I'm a convert. Came into the church in 2008, St. Thomas Aquinas you Catholic Baptist Church. Or? You know, I, I was seeking God, and Baptists were the, the most numerous amount of churches besides the Catholic Church, you know, uh, in my area. So, yeah, I went to Baptist churches. But, you know, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but to the point of, like, is there a point where you proclaim that? Is there a I mean, how do you— it's just like, ah, oh, I'm Baptist. It's almost like in America, uh, they're like, oh, those Texans, they're so proud of their Texas pride is kind of like Catholic pride. Now that I'm a Catholic, mm-hmm. I take that pride on more than anything else. And as a Texan, if other people don't know, that's for me, like for a Texan, that's the most humbling thing to say. Like we're Texas first. Uh, and uh, anyways. My dad always says that you never ask a man where he's from because if he's from Texas, he'll tell you. Uh. But if he's not, you don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That sounds like so <laughs> one of the unique things about my story is uh, my mom was 16 when she was pregnant with me, 17 when she had me. She didn't know who my dad was. Her dad died when she was 14. Uh, she was a mama's boy, middle middle child, and so she was lost. And she went through a period of time where she was looking for that husband relationship, that love from a father uh, that she was missing. And so she conceived me, 
And my dad and I have a great relationship now. I met him when I was 24 years old. I'm 41 now. And uh, that changed my life. We just spent so much time together when we first met. And that first week, they came and picked me up, my grandfather and uh, my dad. We rode back a short ride, hour and a half from College Station to Livingston and across Texas there and went to a service. It was an Episcopalian service, but it was the only small-c Catholic traditional liturgy that I had ever experienced. It was a friend of mine who passed away in the service. But this liturgical experience was just very eye-opening to me. And so when I got back home to my grandparents' house, because I was visiting. Uh, it was late that night. I pulled a book off the shelf that part of the title was 20,000 Denominations. And the very first chapter of that book was Roman Catholicism. And the book was thick, like a Encyclopedia Britannica, but half the book was the first chapter, <laughs> and it was Roman Catholicism. And in that book, it was old, dusty. I mean, just had that old library smell to it. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, but it just said it was the church that Jesus Christ started. I had never heard anybody say that of any other denomination of Christianity. I took philosophy of religion in college at Blend College, and uh, these names came up. Even though that was a secular school, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas kept hearing this name, went into a, a non-denominational bookstore, uh, met who would be my future wife, and I just wanted to be a better friend, and she was Catholic. And I was what is this uh, Catholicism, you know, this drawing in? And I'll just be real with you because that's what the Rome boys are. She's a, a beautiful woman, and she was a virgin when I met her. And I just thought, wow, you're a unicorn. Mm. And you also go to church every Sunday. And I've always known, you know, keep the Sabbath holy, but didn't really know how to articulate what that meant. Her life was the epitome of it. And so I was drawn by the beauty of the church, the the history, the fact that there was this opportunity to really participate more than just a worship, but in the liturgy itself. So the church and all of its smells and bells, all five senses were, were hit harder than they'd ever been hit before. And so it snowed the day I came into the church in College Station, which is a rarity. <laughs> other folks, freezing other, over. Yeah. <laughs> other folks, yes, say the such. But yeah, so many other things that led me to where I am. And I, I just... I'm here in, in, in the home. Yeah. Mm. Well, welcome. I'm glad to have you guys here, really. Mm. One last question, real quick. What are your hopes for your mission, for your podcast? What do you hope that it does? As, keep it simple. Um, whatever the Holy Spirit asks. I think that's what we've been trying to do the whole time. You know, whether we select an interview or pick a topic or where to put a billboard uh, of proclaiming Jesus to the world, uh, what to post, everything matters. You know, the world is in such need right now of truth and the faith and beauty. And so every decision we make, the person listening right here and us matters so much in these times. Uh, uh, we don't know when Jesus is going to return, but we have to do our part to bring Jesus to this world. So live every day to the full and uh, do the best you can, especially us as men, as fathers, and uh, to live that Catholic faith uh, boldly. I think in our original goal was just to strike out to hit the people, our age group, who have kids, trying to be the best positive example for their kids. There, there's not a lot out there for our age group. You know, you have your Bible classes that are usually attended by our all our parents, you know, and then there's lots of stuff for the kids, for the youth, but there's nothing for these young adults who are chasing their kids. We're calling ourselves young, young adults. adults. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wannabes. <laughs> no, I said that's, our, that's who we're trying to target. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're old adults. But uh, no, we were trying to reach out to those people who have kids and are running around, don't have the time to really dig deeper into their faith. But everybody has 
finds time to sit and watch a YouTube video every once in a while. You know, so maybe we could target those guys. Because in our area, the faith is really dry along with the dirt, you know, along with the climate. It's just dry. And we're just trying to inject some hope, inject Mm -hmm. some joy, Mm -hmm. and really be a positive influence to say, hey, anybody can do this. We're nothing special. Yeah, even yeah. yeah, people in our own parish, our own diocese, they have great faith, but the depth and the richness of it, you know, we'll mention these people like Scott Hunter, you're like, oh, who's that? Or uh, we don't mean this negatively, but our hope and our goal was to, to just bring the richness and the depth of the church to people like us, just okay. normal people. We don't have to be academics. To share the richness yeah. that we've found. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of just spread it. I mean, when Make I disciples, <laughs> no, like when Jesus I said. was a my reversion hit, I just was on a mission. Everybody needed to become Catholic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I picked on a lot of my Protestant friends, just throwing it in their face. You know, it was not the best technique. And uh, a lot, you know, some few, few of them still talk to me. <laughs> but I looking back on it now, that wasn't the people I should have been. Mm-hmm. But the people I should have been reaching out to were some of my own friends that are Catholic that are just lukewarm. And just not by any choice that they're lukewarm. It's just that's just the way we were brought up or not brought up. I'm trying to find the right word here. Just how it we integrated it or how we evolved and not really jumping into our faith because we just did it because that's what we're supposed to do. Another point of evangelization, helping Catholics actually really know Jesus in a Mm. personal way. And then non-Catholics to come to know the beauty of the Catholic faith. Um, so I don't know how close as our mission is that we can be. To, are we sh- proclaiming Jesus to the world? Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations is the Great Commission. So that's what our mission is. The faith is personal. And you have a closer. Let's do y'all's closer <laughs> for, for hours. <laughs> well, in the meantime, be bold. Be real. Be Catholic. God, God bless. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.